This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. God is so good. Uh, the title of my sermon is God is for me. Somebody say that. God is for me. Amen. Now, see, I'm going to say this in our walk, in our Christian walk, uh, it's not always a mountaintop experience that we're going to have with God. Uh, there's ebb and flow. In other words, sometimes, you know, uh, we're, in, we're encountering situations and circumstances. The enemy is going to try to challenge our faith. And there's times where we're not always on top of the mountain. I, I, I wish I could tell you I was always on top of the mountain. But there's going to be times where you're going to have some valley times in the Lord. Uh, I call them the testing times. And so there's going to be mountaintop experiences. Or we all need those. Hopefully we get those mountaintop experiences on Sunday morning. But then there's also, you know, Monday morning valley experiences. You know, the Monday morning blues, you got to go to work. But... Um, but the bottom line is that, that we need to understand that we're always working through stuff. How many people are working through stuff in here today? And, amen. And, but I, I want to let you know is that the enemy is constantly working against us in our faith to get us to doubt or not believe that God is for us. And I'm going to say to, this, to you this morning that God is for you. He's for you today. I love this in Psalms 124, 1 through 8. It says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The streams have gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to the teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who has made heaven and earth. So this is powerful. And I'm going to say this, that Israel, um, when God uh, uh, covenant with Abraham and, and out of Abraham came Israel, the covenant people of God, they're called the chosen people of God. And they were chose to bring the word of God out into the world, praise God. And, uh, and, 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 but, but even though we might be chosen, even though you know, they were chosen, I'm going to say this to you today, you're chosen. They had a covenant and we have a covenant. Amen. And our covenant is based on better promises. Amen. And here, I'm going to say this, even though that, that God is with you today, that doesn't mean that, that you're not going to have any enemies in this life. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't mean that you're going to escape some problems in this life. And in other words, there's going to be enemies of your faith, amen, that's going to try to take you down. And, and there was enemies of Israel. And we see here that it said that people rose up against Israel. There were armies that came against Israel. But, but it said that God was on their side. God was on their side. And, and it said that the, that, that, that the waters could overcome them. That, 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 that they were like prey. 
uh, that the they, but but the Bible says that they escaped like a snare out of the fowler's uh, snare. Amen. And this is interesting because uh, these scriptures, even though these are Old Testament scriptures based on Israel, we we can fit ourselves in these scriptures too. Because I'm going to say this, that if it wasn't for the Lord, you would not have escaped out of hell. If it wasn't for the Lord, you would still be in the kingdom of darkness. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? If it wasn't for the Lord, we would be undone. We would be lost. We would be swallowed up by the world. But thank God for God. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that, that he, uh, as the Bible says, he, he helped the Israelites and he will help you. Amen. See, see, faith begins where the will of God is known. And you've got to get an understanding that God is for you. Psalms 124.8 says, Our help is in the name of the Lord who has made heaven and earth. So you didn't get here by yourselves. You didn't get to church this morning by yourself. You had a Holy Spirit prompting you to get to church this morning. You had a Holy Spirit prompting you to reveal to you that you were lost and undone before you came to Jesus. So God has God is continually helping us, bringing us into a closer walk with him. Amen. So we got to get a revelation that he's our helper. Say this. God is my helper. And so what the enemy is trying to do a lot of times in a Christian walk, and even with Israel, he will try to make us think that we have to stand in our own power. But the Bible says we don't stand in our own power. We stand in the power of the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You're standing today. You're making it today, not because of your own power, not because of willpower, but because of God's power. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's God that's holding us up. Look at your name and say, God's holding you up. Just in case you start to fall asleep. Amen? God's holding us up. Psalms 118, 1 through 7 says it this way. I give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Them now that fear the Lord say the mercy endureth forever. Let exceed life church say his mercy endureth forever. And I love this one. Mark this in your Bible. Underline this. I call upon the Lord in distress and the Lord answered me and set me in a small place. Oh, my Lord Jesus. He set me in a large place. Oh, my Lord. So what is that saying? You could take a lot out of this, and we're going to get something out of this. But, but really, uh, what, wherever we might be at, you ever heard this saying, I, I'm in a tight situation, or I'm in a tight spot? Have you ever said that, I'm in a tight spot? Oh, it's tight. It's a tight spot. That's a small spot, right? If you're, if you're in a tight spot, it means that you're under pressure. That, that means that, that things are coming against you. 
That means that you're working through some things. You're in a tight spot. But the Bible says if you call upon the Lord, he's going to bring you out into a tight or small spot into a large place. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So our attitude toward God is that when we are in trouble, we just need to turn to him and he will bring us into that larger place. Verse 6 says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on your side. What can man do to you? The Lord takes part with me, with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. So today I want to focus on that God is for you. I'm telling you, that's where faith begins. Getting a revelation that God is for you, no matter what is coming down the pike of your life. That's where faith comes in, is is believing that God is for us, that he's with us, and he's going to help us. And God is on your side. I'm talking about the Father God is on your side. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ is on your side. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and all the angels of God are on your side. How can you lose? How can you lose when you have the whole Godhead on your side? Too many times we hear preaching of, uh, and we hear sometimes preaching of, of the don'ts, what you can't do, or it's focused on what God may be against. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we, we hear these, these preachings, but, but we need to make sure that we don't get on that, that side that what God is against. God's against this and God's against that. No, we need to be on the side of what God is for. See, Jesus preached what God was for, not what God was against. We know God's against uh, sin, but he's not against the sinner. I can preach that again. God is against sin, but he's not against the sinner. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is against poverty, but God's not against the poor. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God is against poverty. God's for prosperity. God is against sickness, but he's not against the sick. Amen. Amen. So God is for us today. No matter what you may find yourself in, you may find yourself in the sinner's camp. But God's for you today. Because the price has already been paid. You might find yourself in the poverty camp. But Jesus became poor that through his poverty, you might become rich. You might find yourself in the sick category. Well, by Jesus' stripes, you are healed, delivered, and set free. Can I get a witness in the house today? The devil is always trying to get us believers and thinking what God is against. And when we're, when we're thinking about that, it brings condemnation into our lives. And we've got to kick the condemnation out of our lives. Amen. And we've got to be very careful. You know, even the Old Testament patriarchs got disillusioned, disillusioned because of the circumstances they were in. Remember Job? He was going through a trial. And even through his trial, he said he wished he wasn't even born. Do you ever remember that, reading that, that Job, you know, and Job, you know, was very blessed by God. Job experienced the blessings of God. He had the hedge of protection around him. 
He, he had wealth. He had all this, but, you know, the, the enemy. It wasn't God. It was the enemy that took it away from him. It was the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It wasn't God that took it from him. Amen. And he was in his plight. And, and what he didn't realize is that God was with him. Even though it didn't look like it was, he was with him. And we know that God actually came to a point where God spoke to Job and gave him some correction, some direction, glory to God. And, and, and when he gave him some correction and some direction and to, showed Job what he needed to do was pray for his friends, glory to God. Then God turned his captivity around. And I'm going to say this today. You might be in a situation where things might not look good. Things might look shaky in your camp, but wait upon the Lord. He will give you, he might give you some correction. He may give you some direction and he will show you what you need to do in your situation like he did Job. Amen. And we know this, that, that you know, back to that scripture that God brought, uh, brings us into a large place. What happened to Job? Well, he came into a larger place because he received double for his trouble. It, that scripture came to pass in his life. That God brought him into a larger place. You know, that, that larger place means actually a wealthier place in God. And God, no matter what you might be dealing with today, might, might be dealing with in your circumstances, God is working on bringing you into a greater place in Him. Do you believe that today? Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. And then we, we know the patriarch Jacob. Jacob that, that wrestled with the angel and won. And uh, God changed his name to Israel. But Jacob, you know, he... Uh, he had some disappointments in his life. And, you know, Jacob's, uh, you know, he thought that his son was devoured by some uh, animal in the wilderness. And we know that, uh, uh, that Jacob's uh, sons, you know, threw him in a pit, threw Joseph in a pit and ended up selling him to, uh, into trade slavery. And, and we know that Joseph was still alive, but, but we know that, that, that Jacob thought that Joseph was dead. And then, you know, and, and then his wife passed away in childbirth with Benjamin, his other son. And so, you know, Jacob had some, he had some, you know, he had to go through some issues. He went through some problems. Like my son back there, glory to God. And, uh, amen. And, uh, and, so, and so I like what it says here. He's, and we got to be very careful that we don't get that same attitude. Because what happened was that there was a famine in the land. And, and they were getting grain from Egypt. And Joseph, you know, re- recognized his brothers and, and kept Simeon back and said, you need to bring Benjamin. And, and Jacob was in fear that he was going to lose Benjamin, which was, you know, his offspring from his, his wife that he, he loved. And, and, and so here, uh, uh, so Simeon was in captivity to Egypt and, and Joseph, he thought, was dead. And he says, he, he says here in Genesis 42, 36, J- Jacob exclaims, you are robbing me because they're, they're asking uh, your father to, to take Benjamin to Egypt. And he's worried about losing uh, Benjamin. He said, you are robbing me of my children. Joseph is gone. Simeon is gone. 
And now you want to take Benjamin too. Everything is going against me. Think about that. Have you ever felt like everything was going against you? <laughs> Have you ever felt like, you know, you just, you know, you, you woke up in such a good mood and you went to the mailbox and another bill <laughs> that you didn't, that you, that you didn't anticipate or maybe you got fired from your job or you got let go and and you can't seem to make it amen and 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 and, and here uh Jacob it, it was towards the end of his life he was saying everything is going against me but what he didn't realize was that God was working for him he didn't realize that his son he didn't realize that his son Joseph was the prime minister of Egypt and he had control of all the real estate in Egypt. He didn't realize that God was already working out a good plan for his life, even though it looked bad. Famine in the land, uh, uh, Simeon in in Egyptian captivity, uh, Joseph dead, he was thinking. Praise God. But you know what? God brought him from that place to a larger place. And when Joseph came and had all the camels and all the riches of Egypt just to reveal to his dad that he was a wealth, wealthy person, amen, that he, that he had control, you know, of Egypt. You know, you know, he had control of Egypt. Joseph... The Bible actually said he was like a father to the Pharaoh. So if he was like a father to the Pharaoh, that means he had control. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so what, what am I saying to you today? I'm saying no matter what it looks like in your life, no matter the bad news, what it matter, no matter what you're encountering, no matter what it looks like, God is with you. God is with you. God is with us, amen, no matter what. Psalms 133 and 4 says, If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. So in other words, we all make mistakes. And even though you're saved, I like that bumper sticker that says, I'm saved, I, I'm, I may not be perfect, but I'm forgiven. I love that. I might not be perfect, but I'm forgiven. We're not perfect. We, we have issues. We, we, we struggle with things in our lives. We, we, we deal with situations. And if God was going to mark our iniquities, who could stand? Nobody could stand. But thank God he's not marking our iniquities. Thank God that he throws our sin as far as the east and from the west. Thank God that he chooses to forget about our sins. Thank God that he chooses to look, through, look at us through the blood of Jesus. Thank God. <laughs> you guys need to get excited this morning. It is God that causes us to stand. Now let's look at this. Let's, let's, let's strengthen our faith this morning. and Let's look at Romans 5, 1 and 2 and... It says here in Romans 5, 1 and 2, and this will help us strengthen our faith because we got to get a revelation that God's for us. And sometimes when we're dealing with struggles in our life, when we're in the valleys, it's sometimes we feel like God is not really with us. 
Well, how do you know, Pastor? Well, if you're talking about your problem and you're talking about your weakness and you're talking about your poverty or your sickness and that's on your mind, then that's the thing that's bigger in your life. And so, so if you're magnifying that, then you don't really believe that God is with you, for you, and he's going to help you. Is that right? If you're talking the doctor's report all the time instead of the good news and God's report, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Then you're exalting the doctor's report over God's report. And whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. Now, let's look at this in Romans 5, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory of God. I love that. So, so I'm talking to you today about standing in the grace of God, standing, well, getting to the valley and getting back to the mountaintop. Let's put it that way. And right now we're moving from our valleys to the mountaintop. And it says here that we can only stand by God's grace. God's grace. But that God's grace is God's part. Our, our faith is our part. God's grace is... Uh, is his his ability, his power to produce his promises in his life. That's what grace is. God's grace, you can say a definition of it. It's his power or ability to make the word of God come true in our life. That's what grace is. It's God's power and ability. It's all of heaven backing up the word of God to make it come to pass in your life. That's what grace is. But the only way you can access that grace is through faith. And faith can only be activated through a positive attitude. Oh. That's right. That's right. That is absolutely right. Because if you are downtrodden, if you are, if you are, you know, depressed, if you are looking at the circumstances, then, then your faith is not active. Your faith is dormanted. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation of that, that, that it's, it's, it's God's grace, it's his power and his ability to cause his word to come to pass in our life. And we activate that by a positive attitude of faith. So our good and our bad is directly linked to our attitude. Our good and our bad in our life is directly linked to how we see God, our attitude towards the Father. And God is good. He loves us with an everlasting love. Romans 5, 3 and 5 says it this way. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So we see here that um, that, 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 that he says here, Paul saying that we need a glory in our tribulations. Why? Because it produces something. It produces perseverance. It, it, It can, 
It can, it can produce other things, too. It can, it can produce cowardness. If you allow it, it could cause us to run the other way, run opposite of God. Or if you allow it, it can cause us to persevere and to press in to the things of God. How do you know that God is with you until you have a problem and God brings you out of it? How do you know you have faith until you have that faith test? You don't know you have faith until you're tested. And he says here that here the tribulation, uh, uh, the test brings perseverance and perseverance character. Amen. What, what does he mean by that? We will start taking on the character of God. We'll take the character of God. And then, then, then it produces hope. And what is hope? Hope is an earnest expectation of good to come. You've got to get a revelation that God is good. He's not finished with you yet. There's still more for you to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Just because you have a setback, and I said this before, step back and get ready for your comeback. Amen. Just because there's a little setback in your life doesn't mean it's going to continue to be a setback. All we need to do is step back in God. Amen. Step back in God and watch God do the impossible in our lives. So we got to keep hope alive. I think there's a song that says keep hope alive. We got to keep hope alive. In, in other words, that earnest expectation of good to come. You know, you know, the Bible says, I know the plans that I have for you. Good plans to give you a hope and a future. Glory to God. He has good plans for us. Let's look at Romans 5, 6, and 8. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for righteous man one will die, yet perhaps a good man someone would even dare die. But God demonstrated his own love towards us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. This is really powerful right here. This is what I'm saying to you. Is that when we were sinners, we weren't for God. Amen. We were for ourselves. We, we, were, we, we were king on our own hearts. We sat on the throne of our own hearts. So, so, it's, so this passage is saying that when we were sinners, Christ died for us. So Christ died for us even when we were against him. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Even when we were against him, uh, Christ died for, for, for us, glory to God. And, 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 and we got to get a revelation. How much more, if God loved us when we were in our sin, how much more does he love us now that we're with him? How much more is he for us that, he, that we're with him? How much more does he want to lavish his blessings upon us? Say, I'm with him. See, you're with them right now. And I love that. And, you know, and it says that, that Paul was saying that for a righteous man, uh, that, that one may die for a righteous man and for a good man, but we weren't righteous and we weren't even good. And Jesus died for us. I love that. You know, you know uh, Billy Graham was one of the greatest evangelists raised up by God. And uh, he, he preached in front of millions of people. And won millions of people into the kingdom of God. And so there was a song that he would, 
he would uh, play at his altar call when he was asking people to, to make a decision for Christ. And that, and, that, and that song that he would play was Just As I Am. Just As I Am. And, and, and that song is, is amazing because, because God will take us just as we are. I love that. And, and, and it, it, I, I, I Google the uh, lyrics and it says, Just as I am without one plea, but that the, thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bids me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am through tossed about, with many a conflict, many a doubt, fighting fears within, without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot, to thee whose blood can cleanse each spot, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, poor, wretched, and blind, sight riches healing of the mind, yea, all I need is thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Amen. Amen. So what I'm saying to you today, God receives us just as we are, but he won't leave us where we're at. He will bring us to Christ-likeness in him. He loves us and he will bring us in and he will take us just as we are, but he won't leave us there. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to read in Romans 5, 9 and 10. It says, much more than having been justified by his blood, we have been saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So Paul even uh, cements it here saying, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son on the cross. Say, I'm reconciled to God this morning. So I love this because uh, we're reconciled and, uh, and, and we're saved. You know, you know, the Bible says we are actually saved from the wrath to come. You know, some people say, what are you saved from? You know, you, 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 may, you, may, say to, you may ask somebody and why you're witnessing, are you saved? And uh, that's an old terminology. And, uh, and, and, people, and some people don't even understand what that means. But, but what that really means is, are you saved from the wrath to come? Because, because uh, the, God's wrath is coming. God's wrath is coming. But we're saved from the wrath to come. You, you, could, you could say that, that, that God's wrath is, is, is likened to, it, it, it's the seven-year tribulation that's coming here on the earth, coming soon, glory to God. But you know what? We're the bride of Christ. And we're going to escape that wrath. Why? Because God's going to take us up to glory. We're going to be changed in a twinkling of an eye. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We're going to be, we're going to, God's going to cause us to escape, glory to God. The tribulation, glory to God. And we're going to come into that great place, God. God doesn't want us to go through any tribulation. God doesn't want us to go through that. Why? Jesus already paid the price of tribulation on the cross. So we don't have to pay the price of tribulation. Glory to God. Christ is with us, the hope of glory. Amen. Let's continue to read Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he searches the heart, knows the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints and for us. Notice that? So, so let's back up again. Likewise, the Spirit helps 
in our weaknesses. So, so the Spirit of God helps us in our weaknesses. So the Spirit of God uh, makes intercession for us. And he searches our hearts. He searches the hearts and knows the mind of the Spirit. And he makes intercession for us, for the saints. And we know that all things work together for us. To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You see, Jesus died for us. Jesus paid the price for us. I'm telling you, you are, you're, you're not an accident. You're, you're not in happenstance. You know, God, God knew you before the foundation of the world. He's chosen you. You've got to get a revelation of that. That he's chosen you and he paid the highest price to bring you into his kingdom. Glory to God. We've got to get a revelation of God's goodness. You know, he took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. He became sin so that, that we may become the righteousness of God. He's our intercessor, glory to God. We need to start thinking about these good things. God is for us. God is for us. In 829, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many, uh, among many brethren. God predetermined us to be the image of Christ. So I'm going to say this. We came out of, you know, darkness. We were darkness, but now we're light. Amen. Amen. We were, we were sick, but now we're healed. We were poverty stricken. Now we're wealthy. Glory to God. We're into a wealthy place. And so we see here that God predetermined us to be in the image of Christ. You're growing in Christ-likeness. In other words, you're becoming more like God. You're becoming more like Jesus each and every day as long as you stay with him. As long as you don't let go of the unchanging hand of God. Amen. I like what it says, 1 John 3, 2. says, Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we shall know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him how uh, just we shall see him as he is. So, so, so John got the revelation that, that has not been revealed what, what we're going to be like, but it's gonna, we're going to be like him. We're going to be just like Jesus. We're going to be just like the master. We're going to be changed in a twinkling of an eye. We're becoming more Christ-like each and every day. Again, as long as you don't let go of him. He won't let go of you. Amen. Let's look at 829 again. For whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he's also justified. Whom he justified, these he's also glorified. Think about that. You could say that, that God has mapped out our destiny in these scriptures. This is our destiny. He has justified us. Uh, glory to God. He, he, has, he has glorified us. Glory to God. And he's bringing us into glorification. We're going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Amen. Do you, are you getting a revelation today? So he, so he brought us from being... Uh, from being uh, born again to Christ-like glory. We are destined to be glorified in Christ. 
We are on our way. You are on your way, glory to God. You are on your way to the throne room of God. God paid the price, glory to God. I like what it says, in, and I'm going to say this, you're going to make it. You may feel like you're not going to make it. You may feel like you're encountering issues and situations, but you're going to make it. Why? Because God's going to perfect that which concerns you. God will perfect that which concerns you. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. You are equipped. You are equipped to make it in this life. You are equipped to make it through the finish, to the finish line. You are equipped to make it in your race. You will finish your race. And I'm going to say this. You're going to finish it with joy. You're going to finish your race with joy. It's not, your life is not ending. It's just beginning. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Get a revelation of that. Get a revelation of that. And God has equipped us. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Why? To help us with our race in Christ Jesus. I like what it says in 2 Peter 1, 3, 4. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which he had been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You have escaped. You have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You're in church today, glory to God. You know how many people have fallen out of church? How many Christians are not even in church today for one reason or another? Because of offense and because, of, because they got offended with a brother and sister in Christ or they got offended with a pastor or they got offended with the word of God. And some of them are not even following God anymore. But I'm not letting go. I'm not quitting. I'm just beginning. I'm pressing in. I don't care what the enemy throws at me. I don't, it doesn't matter what the enemy's throwing. He could be throwing the kitchen sink at you. It doesn't matter. You just dodge and keep moving. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It doesn't matter, you know, what the enemy's trying to do. Because God knows the enemy's tactics before they come against you. And the Lord is going to help you. You know, I was, um, uh, I was with my mom the other night and we were driving home from church. And, uh, and uh, this is the first time this ever happened. happened well, I, I think first time it ever happened to me. A car started merging in on my lane. And, uh, and my mom gone <gasps> like that. And I saw that car and I, moved, I merged to the next lane. And thank God, because, you know, I, you know, sometimes some people beat the horn, but you never know. That, that could cause them to panic and flip their car, right? So I just moved to the next. As soon as she said, I just moved to the next lane. Thank God there wasn't a car next to me. <laughs> thank God, you know, and, and, and my mom said, that was a close one. <laughs> that, was a, that was a close one. But I want to say this. There's many close calls that the enemy's trying to do in each one of our lives. And all I'm going to say, it's a close one. 
It, all I'm saying, it's a shadow. Though we walk through the, sh- the valley of, uh, of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Shadows cannot hurt you. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I like that. We walk through it. We don't run. <laughs> I, like, I think I like what you could say, though we stroll. So we stroll, I and mean, I'm trying to get 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 my get my walking, get my. <laughs> Amen. The white man trying to be cool. <laughs> so we strut, we strut, right? I don't know. I can't do it as good as my brothers in Christ. Amen. Though so we strut through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with us. My Lord Jesus, you should never have a down day after this message. (laughs) You should never be depressed after this message. Why? Because God's for me. He's with you. He's going to help you. Glory to God. You know, in Psalms 138, the Lord will work. I love the New Living Translation. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. That's the same word that says that he will perfect that which concerns me. So it's translated that he will work out the plans that he has for your life. In other words, God's going to work it out. As long as you keep staying in him. As long as you don't give up. As long as you keep pressing in. So I'm saying this morning to you, keep pressing in. Like the Apostle Paul. Keep pressing in. In Romans 8, 31, it says, What then shall we say these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. So what, what he's saying is, if God is before us, who can be against us? In other words, who can be successful in coming against us if God is for you? The devil cannot, the devil's just a created being. Amen. He, he's, he's created and he's a fallen creature of God. And we're not falling creatures, amen. We're resurrected creations. And you're not a fallen person, amen. We were, we had a fallen nature at one time. But you have a new nature in God. You are a new creation in Christ. All things are passed away. All things have become new, glory to God. And that fallen creature, Lucifer, cannot overcome God. If he could, then Jesus would have never been able to be raised from the dead because all of hell tried to keep Jesus back. And God did his mightiest work raising Jesus up from the dead. And if, G- if God did that, what is he going to do in our lives? He's going to raise us up out of our mediocrity. He's going to raise us up out of our troubles. He's going to raise us up out of our problems, glory to God. He's going to set us on top of the mountain. Can I get a witness in the house today? If God is before you, if God is before you, then it doesn't matter what seems to be against you. Glory to God. Because God has already set your victory in motion. Your victory is already set up. It's a setup. The devil is sorry he ever even messed with you. Why? Because I'm telling you, through every test, there's going to be a testimony. Through every mess, there's going to be a message. (laughs) 
So you might be going through a test this morning or you might be going through a test this year, but get ready for the testimony. Just make sure you don't hone in on the monies. Don't make sure that you're not focused on the monies this morning. Amen. So God is for us today. God is with us. Amen. And God is going to help us run our race. We're going to make it glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is going to do amazing things in life as long as we keep holding on to the unchanging hand of God. Praise God. Somebody say this. God is for me. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness this morning. I thank you that you're for us. Father, that you're not against us. That you're here to help us make it in this life. But more than make it, but to prosper in every area of our lives. And I thank you for every person here in this audience and those that are watching online. And perhaps you've never made the decision to put Jesus as Lord on the throne of your heart. Well, today is a day of salvation. You may not have another chance. So I want to invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just say this prayer after me and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.